Good morning. Today is Thursday, October 28th, 2021. Avraham and Sarah initiate a new way of serving God through chesed, acts of kindness and empathy to God's children. It was the essence of their lives and the core of their personalities. And it was so pervasive that when Avraham, in our Parsha, sends his servant Eliezer to find a wife for his son Yitzchak, Eliezer, according to the text of the Torah, intuits on his own that Yitzchak's wife, Avraham and Sarah's daughter-in-law, must also be suffused with the character of chesed. But what Rivka expresses when Eliezer finds her is much more than just being nice, which is a very good first step. But Rivka, like Avraham and Sarah, demonstrate and model for us so much more than just being nice or kind. Rabbi Shlomo Volba points out that look carefully at the narrative. Eliezer is traveling with his camels and he finds this young woman who he later learns is Rivka and she is by the well and he asks her for a little water to drink. And Rivka responds, she understands that if he's thirsty, his camels must be thirsty also. And so she says to him, I will give you water and I will also give water to the camels. That wasn't what Eliezer had asked for. Eliezer asks if he could spend the night with her family. And she understands that he needs a place to stay for longer than that. And she suggests that he would be welcome to stay in their family's home for a longer period of time. The quality that we see Rivka demonstrating is the quality of going above and beyond this special type of kindness that looks at what is being presented and doesn't simply respond, as Rav Shlomo Volbo says, to be a kindness robot, just to give what's asked for or what's expected. Rivka went beyond with insight into the other person's needs, even if they were not expressed. There's a famous story perhaps an apocryphal story, but this kind of thing happens all the time. A man once came to the town's rabbi just before Pesach and he asked the following question. Is it permissible to fulfill the obligation of drinking four cups of wine on Pesach at the Seder? Is it permissible to fulfill this obligation with milk? The man was an impoverished man and he couldn't afford four cups of wine. So he asked, 
Could I fulfill the obligation with milk? The rabbi said to him, No, it does have to be wine. Milk does not qualify. But fortunately, I have some funds and they're available to you. Let me give it to you. This is what it's for to share with you confidentially and take these funds and you'll be able to have what you need for the Seder. The man was very appreciative and he went home. The rabbi's wife was in the room when this was happening. And she saw everything that happened and heard everything that happened. And she said to her husband, I don't understand. He asked about milk. So you told him no. So he needed wine. But the amount of money you gave him was for much more than just four cups of wine. Why did you give him so much money? He just needed enough money for four cups of wine. So the rabbi said to his wife, if the man is asking me a question, can I use milk instead of wine? Not only does it mean that he's impoverished, it also means he does not have any meat or chicken for the Seder. It means that he is obviously missing many of the other obligations and necessities for the Seder. So I had to provide not only what he told me directly he was missing, but for all that I could intuit that he is missing. That's what Rivka did. And we need to learn from this to act in the same manner. It's not just a question of being kind, of responding to requests when it is given, but it's looking behind the request, beneath the request, to what else is actually needed and how can I provide that as well. Let me add another layer to this. Because we need to learn lessons about how to do chesed properly and continuously. So this is a great lesson. The kosher world has become obsessed with Trader Joe's. Now, if you're not yet in this obsession, you will be soon. Trader Joe's is a chain of grocery stores in the United States. And they feature many, many kosher products, which are unique products that cannot be found elsewhere. There is, in fact, a kosher Trader Joe's Facebook page with thousands of followers. And all day long, they're discussing what's the newest kosher spice blend that's available. Which Trader Joe's store has the kosher tomato sauce today? And what time do you have to get there in order to get it before they run out? You can spend hours researching which new products to get at your next visit to Trader Joe's and what to do with the products that you bought on your last visit. What do you do with the peri-peri sauce? What do you do with the raspberry vinegar? And trade recipes, and it's people will take pictures, photos of entire meals that they made, and they will point out how every ingredient in the meal came from Trader Joe's. Okay, we're obsessed. And by the way, <clears throat> the closest Trader Joe's to Montreal 
is in Albany. And if you happen to go, please let me know because we're running low on their dragon hot sauce and their raspberry vinegar and we can't live without it. So if you're going, let me know. All right. The rest of the world is also obsessed with Trader Joe's because in addition to the kosher issue, overlaying that layer, there is a culture at these stores among the workers of kindness and helpfulness and thoughtfulness that you will not find elsewhere. The last time I was there, the cashier, first of all, the cashier always, they take your items from your basket. They put them into bags and there are sturdy bags with handles and they have a conversation. How are you? What's your name? How are you doing? Where are you from? Oh, you got this. Oh, did you like this? And the last time I was there, the cashier that checked me out had a vase on her counter. And as I checked out, she gave me a fresh flower just, just to be nice. You just feel better when you leave the store. It's an experience. So here is a recent post, a Facebook post that I want to share with you. It's from this Facebook group, Kosher Trader Joe's. I learned a very valuable lesson from the people who work at Trader Joe's. First of all, they are friendly and very helpful. When you ask for an item, they walk you to the aisle and hand it to you. If the item is not there, they will go to the back to check. Eight out of time, eight out of ten times, they bring it to you. Here comes the lesson. A while ago, I was in my shul and there was a bar mitzvah taking place. A guest came in and they were confused where to sit. Now, in the past, I would have gone over and offered to help them given them directions and pointed them to the proper section. But after visiting Trader Joe's, I walked them personally over to their seat and sat them down where they would be most comfortable. Thank you, Trader Joe's, for a good life lesson. This is a necessary aspect of living a life of chesed to use every incident in life as a way to learn to be more kind, more sensitive, more thoughtful. Every incident, every moment, every encounter has the potential to teach us something about how to be better. And to follow the model of Avraham and Sarah and Rivka and the other patriarchs and matriarchs means that we are constantly looking for how to be better, how to be more thoughtful. Finally, let me share one last insight for now. Yesterday was the first yard site of Rabbi Jonathan Sachs, a blessed memory. 
And as I'm sure you are aware, there are many, many programs and events in his memory. Rabbi Zalman Vyshedsky shared the following story that is absolutely incredible. He was speaking to Rabbi, Sa Rabbi Sachs some years ago. And Rabbi Sachs said to him, it was a private conversation, but he shared it. Rabbi Sachs said, you know, I lecture hundreds of times a year. I meet thousands of people every month. I speak constantly to every type of person throughout the world. What question do you think I am asked most frequently? Something to think about. What question do you think Rabbi Sachs was asked most frequently? Maybe he was asked, what's the Torah's perspective on science? He's written about that a lot. Maybe he's asked about the applicability of Judaism in the modern world. He's written tremendous amount, amount about that. Maybe he's written about um, Jewish law and new applications, which is something that he's very uh, well known for writing about. He smiled and he said, the question that I am most free, the question I am most frequently asked is, Rabbi Sachs, do you remember me? Now, Sivan Rahab Meir tells that story. And she says that that story is phenomenal because while it would seem that our top priority is to gain more knowledge, to attend more lectures, to read more books, those things are certainly important. But ultimately, what we truly need is that another human being will see us, recognize us, and remember us, and that we will matter and be of importance to someone else. And that is what we achieve when we act with chesed towards another. That was the insight of Avraham and Sarah and Rivka, that chesed, acting with kindness and compassion and empathy and sensitivity, is the primary way of serving God because it is the primary way of serving God's children. My friends, I want to wish you a wonderful day filled with kindness and sensitivity. And I look forward to seeing all of you soon in person.